Welcome back to Immortal X Friends, uh, a conversation podcast about comics, about getting into comics today. Mm -hmm. I'm your host, Cody. I'm Riley. And we are really excited to talk about some of our favorite comics that we like to give to uh, new readers um, or someone who has... Here's my ideal situation, Riley, of, of who I think our, our audience is today, is that you just saw a movie. You just saw a Marvel movie. You just saw The Batman. You just heard about Invincible on Amazon Prime, and you're like, wow, these are books? What should I do to read these books? That's who I, I, I think we're targeting today. Yeah. I know that as we've started this, this podcast talking yeah. about comics, we've had a lot of people talk to us about like hey like i like i want to listen to your podcast but what are you talking what about? the heck does any of that mean yeah what the heck is an x of swords thing yeah you know so this would be a good episode for people who are like i don't know anything about comic books or yeah. i haven't read comic books since i used to buy them at the gas station in 1983 exactly so today we have a couple of suggestions for you if you want to read some stuff i know yeah. summer vacation is coming up for many Yes. If you want to read some stuff, we'll tell you about some of our favorites that are very accessible. Very accessible, either online or for cheap. Yeah. These are a lot of these are a lot of very, I think, constantly recommended and constantly printed books. Yeah. Things that are very easy to digest, not like overwhelming to a new reader, but really fun and also are, you know, pretty popular in yeah. pop culture right now. So, so. I think one of the biggest suggestions that we have, and I see this a lot, um, Riley and I are both frequent flyers of our local uh, comic book shop, Legends. Uh, and when we go... Shout out to Roman. Shout out to Roman, friend of the pod. Is um, Jesus Christ a mutant? <laughs> so we have a very... Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about Immortal X-Men. And in Immortal X-Men, uh, Exodus comments that the Nazarene mutant uh, resurrected. So... Uh, Roman was listening to that, and Roman is not current on X-Men comics, so he is current on selling the X-Men comics weekly. Um, so so thanks, Roman, for listening. But when you go into a comic book store, it is very tempting to go to the back shelves of all of the newly printed, newly released floppy issues. It's really easy to go and look through all of the cardboard boxes and back bins and, and look for characters that you might recognize and see on a picture and be like, wow, I love Gambit. Wow, I love an interesting choice. Harley Quinn. I love Deadpool's. Dazzler. Da I love <laughs> Maggot. <laughs> I, I love... Beak. Be <laughs> I love Beak. <laughs> um, and buy a random issue and then look at it and enjoy the art and maybe laugh at a joke, but be like, I don't know what I just read. Mm -hmm. um, so this, this, is the, this is the antidote to that. This is the anti-confusion podcast. Um, Riley and I each selected three titles um, that we like to recommend as good starting points we'll, we'll each talk about why we chose those books uh, we had some overlap in our list so we kind of we kind of shared shared the load um, with some of these um, and Riley's going to kind of be a testimonial on this because 
this work. This is what got him into to reading modern comics because I I lent him these books or highly recommended. Hey, you should you should probably pre-order this. I promise mm-hmm. it's worth it. And those are some of those same ones that he's recommending today. Yeah. So um, without further ado, this is a great uh, episode for you to jump in on. Um, we hope you enjoy our our recommendations on what to read. Yeah. Riley, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, so my first recommendation for you um, is is a couple of things. Firstly, I we should preface by saying that uh, many, if not all, of the comics that we're talking about today are like very easy to access. You can either download the Marvel Unlimited app, which is a subscription app. Um, I believe you do get like a week free trial, and then you it's about ten dollars a month. And basically any Marvel comics that Cody and I can think of uh, are on there, on there, with the exception of comics that are currently being released I in think, comic shops. I think there's six months behind. Right. Either six or three. Right. I, I don't I remember. Six. Yeah, I'm six sure months behind. So most of these things that we're talking about today you can, you can find easily. Um, now, these books that we'll probably be talking about today, you can find uh, not as single issues anymore, but a nice yeah. in collection Collective format. Volumes. Um, these are generally called trade paperbacks, um, and they're relatively cheap and collect all of the issues that you need, so that you don't have to track down twelve different single yeah, like issues go through that decades go together. Um, so it pretty easy to access, but also pretty easy to pretty easy to locate in, yeah. in a local comic book store. And if not, ask ask the staff; they would be happy to to direct you to where those would be. Yeah. Um, so my first recommendation for you comes on the eve of um, of Thor: Love and Thunder yep. coming out in uh, the month of July. Um, Jason Aaron uh, is an uh, author that wrote much of the Thor run that is going to be used as kind of the the groundwork for this next film. Um, And he's got a couple of story arcs that are really fun that are going to be um, probably heavily, uh, that are going to heavily influence the new Thor film coming out soon. So my recommendation for you is you should check out Jason Aaron's Thor stuff, specifically um, a story called The God Butcher, Mm-hmm. And uh, which continues into another volume called God Bomb. Um, these two are collected in trade paperback form. You can find them on Amazon. I believe they're like twelve to fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. Um, the God Butcher being the first part, the second part being titled God Bomb. If you have th- those two, um, that is a complete contained story, and you wouldn't need anything else. I believe it's. Well, to 12. 15 issues total. Yes, I think from start issues. to finish, that is a complete self-contained story. You wouldn't need anything else. Um, but it's really fun. It's give Thor. us a tease. Give us a tease, Riley. So our our villain here is uh, is a guy called Gore the God Butcher, um, and he is a bad man. Yeah. Um, you have uh, Thor in his young Viking days in I think like 800 A.D. or something. Uh, you have modern day Thor um, that hangs out with the Avengers and all of that stuff, and you also have All Father Thor at the uh, the very end of time yeah. in his oldest form with his nice big gray beard and stuff. Um, Gore the God Butcher being so incredibly powerful uh, that it takes not one but three Thors to take him down. Um, 
it's very fun the art is really cool um, of all the comics that I've read in the last year or so Gore the God Butcher is one of the coolest villains that I have read I really like him and I'm very excited to see him adapted in the new movie so if you're excited about the new Thor movie um, if you're looking forward to that I highly recommend you check out yeah highly the, the God Butcher story highly recommend check that out um, I'll add like a quick addendum to Riley's uh, if you if you like those um, but you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many other issues. I thought Jane Foster became Thor. Uh, you can also check out uh, just titled Thor, right? I think so. The, the first Thor. issues. Mighty the, Thor is um, the second run. Thor. You might be right. I think she but starts there with is Thor. Yeah. Thor run. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. It's kind of conf- the numbering of this is super confusing after literally what Riley's describing, but. Um, you can check out Jason Aaron. Uh, there's a collected volume. Uh, Jane, I'm sure those are going to be in such mass print right now because of, yeah, <laughs> because of the movie coming out. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at the book right now. If you're interested in Jane Foster Thor, I believe that it's the 2014 Thor run that came yeah. out. It's eight issues, and then it does continue in Mighty Thor. Yeah, after Secret Wars, because mm-hmm. everything got renumbered after that. Yeah, so Jason Aaron is the guy yeah. that you're looking for. Um, really fun stuff. The art is really great. I recommend Thor, God of Thunder. It's, I think, the first 12 issues. It's the God Butcher story. Nice. Really great. Well, thanks, Riley. That is a great recommendation. This was not the first one that I was going to do, um, but speaking of Jason Aaron... Um, this is a little off from what we usually talk about, but stuff that I still love. Uh, Jason Aaron, when Marvel uh, got the license through Disney to do Star Wars comics again, uh, Jason Aaron launched the Star Wars run. Uh, he did it for, I think, gosh, almost 50 issues um, before trading hands. Uh, and he created some very fun, fun stories. All of Jason Aaron's Star Wars stories take place in between episodes uh four and five so immediately after uh luke Khan and leia have destroyed the first death star and it honestly it provides some that has kind of become like essential star wars lore and information uh and occasionally even has some uh issues on what obi-wan kenobi was doing on tatooine that i'm sure is going to be partially adapted for the obi-wan so jason aaron might kind of have a big summer um, with with some of what's going on, which is which is exciting because he's added a lot of really really good stuff. So um, that is the first the first six issues of his Star Wars run are called Skywalker Strikes, um, and it is a very fun uh, story taking place within weeks of A New Hope, um, and it's a really great entry to read. I'm a I'm a teacher, and I have a lot of students that are interested in comics, and that is a volume that I that has been passed around the class quite often and has gotten so many students hooked that they have ended up reading the rest of Jason Aaron's run, which has been really cool to see seeing eighth graders read through an entire, yeah, like 50, 60 issue comic run. Yeah. So um, that is, that is my quick plug uh, since Riley started the Jason Aaron train. But the one that I really want to talk about, the one that I think is an entry point for a lot of people is an entry point for me as an eighth grader is I want to say 2004's House of M um, by Brian Michael Bendis. House of M has been talked about a lot within the past two years with the focus on Wanda Maximoff in the main Marvel Cinematic Universe. But House of M comes after uh, Wanda 
remembered that she had kids that turned out to not exist. And while Charles Xavier and Magneto are trying, and Doctor Strange are trying to rehabilitate her, um, she believes that she is losing control of her powers. They believe that she's losing control of her powers. They assemble the Avengers and X-Men to solve the Wanda problem. And in the process, Wanda creates an alternate universe where mutants are the majority of the population and the House of Magneto is reigning supreme and everyone has a nice happy ending except for Wolverine who wakes up and is the only one who knows something is wrong. Um, this is this is one of my favorite stories. I have a very fond memory of sitting down in a Borders while waiting for my mom to pick me up and reading through that entire book cover to cover and just absolutely loving it and did not realize that comics could be like that. Um, it is extremely cinematic. It is extremely moving. It is extremely tight um, for something that sounds extremely high concept. Um, it is very easy to follow along. And one of the reasons why I love it as a reference point story and a good intro into comics is that it kind of introduces you to the essence of all of the characters that are major players in like modern Marvel comics while not necessarily needing a whole lot of backstory unless you want to. It kind of holds your hand. So that's my, that is my House of M plug. Riley, do you have anything to say about House of M? It's very good. It's very fun. Like you said, you know, we're trying to give you recommendations that are not overwhelming, yeah. but they're very self-contained and just really fun page turners. And this is definitely one I recommend. I read this in probably an hour. Yeah. Um, it's not very many issues. I think, I think it's, it's eight. I think it's eight issues. Um, it, it's it's very fun. It's very, very fun, fun, very easy, and it holds up. It holds it up does. so well. I think that's one that I've I've returned to often. Yeah, yeah. Um, my second recommendation for you is something else that is also um, kind of big in pop culture right now. Uh, well, actually, I would say probably all these recommendations are pretty pretty major. Yeah. Um, but my second one is not from Marvel Comics. Uh, it's uh, it's something a little different. Um, I think about a year and a half ago now or so, uh, a, a series premiered on Amazon Prime called Invincible. Um, Invincible is a uh, it's a story about um, a teenager who basically goes through his second puberty, uh, in which he uh, develops his superpowers. Yep. Uh, this is a world in which there are superheroes and supervillains running rampant all over the place. And uh, this kid, as he goes through his high school day-to-day -day life, um, one day develops superpowers. And so it begins as a very simple, uh, a simple story about a father and son, you know, a father teaching his son how to use his superpowers. And over the course of about... 162 issues i believe the whole run is uh it turns into this massive scale like galactic sprawling epic it's so. it's epic and moving and the characters are wonderful um it is shocking and devastating and beautiful um the art is awesome and it's just so digestible it's so easy to um, read and that's not even a slam on it. It's just like it, it flows so well. Yeah, it, it is. It was so difficult to decide that I needed to go to bed, that yeah. I could not read like, more issues. Um, Invincible is a show that you can watch on Amazon Prime. They have uh, a first season with a second season currently in development. 
Um, a disclaimer: the show is pretty violent. Uh, and so is and the book. So is the book. This eventually. Is, this eventually yeah. it, it begins as a nice pretty easy PG thirteen, yeah. and it it does develop into an R rated violent, um, uh, violent superhero saga what would happen if superman didn't pull his punches essentially um but it is besides the violence there's no real sexual content to speak of it's it's pretty digestible and very easy Mm -hmm. very fun to read um it can probably be found uh its easiest and cheapest form is probably uh in two different ways you can either buy invincible compendiums yep. there are three compendiums that do the entire and i've seen run. those floating around at comic stores at mm-hmm. barnes and noble even yeah. i think i saw one at walmart the other day they're about 30 dollars a piece yep um and they collect about 50 issues each which 30 dollars for 50 issues is, is that, is, that is literally one of the best deals on comics that have ever existed mm-hmm. in terms of reading it digitally you can find it on the comiXology app yeah. which is kind of a, an offshoot of like amazon mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that um i can't speak to price point uh, yeah. for that particular outlet but it is available digitally um i think there's also a smaller like volume one that's collects like the first six issues or so that's floating yeah. around right now too. there probably are some trade yeah. paperbacks um in terms of the most issues for the least amount of money the compendiums are a really good i way think to you go. can't go wrong with those compendiums no, if you can find it, one still such a bargain yeah but yeah highly recommend it it's very fun and very light nice uh so my second one i am not going to do a marvel one either i'm going to do a dc um, this was a very early comics read for me. Um, shout out to my friend Alec, whose dad uh, had the most impressive comic collection and still does to this day that I've ever seen. And so I always look forward to my birthday gifts from Alec because usually they were an amazing comic. Um, and so this one was no exception. Um, this one was the Long Halloween, um, a collaboration between writer Jeff Loeb and artist Tim Sale. Um, very, very uh, classic Batman story um, that has been adapted a pretty, not faithfully, but a lot of elements were pulled from it for, uh, for The Dark Knight. Um, they've made, I think, an animated adaptation, uh, but this is a story of Batman pretty early on in his career, um, kind of around his second year of doing this, and uh, it takes place starting with Halloween, and there seems to be Uh, a string of murders that are happening related to um, holidays. And this is a great one. It's a very easy entry point for those who at least have even a passing knowledge of who Batman is. Uh, The art is extremely moody. um, And it is another one that does a great sampling and reimagining of Batman's early interactions with, uh, with all of the villains that you've come to know with Catwoman, with Riddler, with Penguin, with Joker, uh, this is kind of the origin story of Two-Face as well um, and has a lot to do with the crime families. Um, this is this is a seminal classic that many have turned back to. And I think this marks the beginning of a partnership between Loeb and Sale um, that carries over into Dark Victory uh, immediately following that, if you like this. And then uh, they did some Marvel work as well. But Long Halloween, I think it's, I want to say it's 12 issues, one for every month which would be very fitting. 
um, and it is it is a very good story. Uh, it is a very solid mystery that sometimes when rereading it, I still forget the twist until the very end. Um, that I I really hope you check out, especially if you are a fan of the Nolan Batman's, the animated Batman series, um, or honestly even the newest uh, the Batman film that just came out i think this this owes a lot to that book now i'm not very well versed in in batman and dc stuff but i do think this is probably one of the books that i've seen referenced most by batman fans this is referenced the most really great and yeah i think this is referenced the most not only by batman fans but by batman filmmakers Mm. like i know that uh nolan was all about this and there are some conversations that take place in this book that are directly ripped for um dark knight okay cool so yeah great pretty pretty cool one to check out um we could talk about comics all day yeah. but uh my final recommendation for you as another read that is is really easy and just fun is um is ultimate spider-man yep uh ultimate spider-man is another brian michael bendis creation um who is the writer we referenced earlier with house of m uh, right around the same time as he was writing House of M, a little bit earlier, uh, he began his Ultimate Spider-Man run, uh, which went for a long time. Long time. Um, I have, at this moment, read the first... I think it's 36 issues. 36 yeah. issues. The uh, This series volume. has just begun being reprinted in omnibus form, which is like a dictionary-sized book with... <laughs> Uh, Once you frame it as a dictionary-sized book, Riley, it makes us sound like we have a problem. Yeah. Um, The first first volume of Ultimate Spider-Man was just recently reprinted, um, and this is a modern-day Spider-Man comic. It is what was used as reference for the... uh, For all of them. The Raimi... For, like, all three. Yeah. Yeah. All of the Spider-Man films that we've seen in the last 20 years or so. A lot to this book. um, This is where a lot of the... uh, A lot of the references came from. Um, It's very easy to digest. It is... uh, The art is really fun. Um, It is Peter Parker going through this ordeal of gaining these superpowers, yeah. learning how to use them, creating his costume, um, being introduced to his his new set of villains that he's going to be facing off with. This is a kid uh, that is not a polished superhero fighting to keep the city safe and to test his own limits. Um, it's very fun and easily... Uh, easy to read, very digestible. And you need no prior knowledge reading this. No. This this was written, um, this is when Marvel started their Ultimate line in the early 2000s, which was essentially kind of a whole comics publishing initiative that is referencing the same issue, which is like, how do I jump into comics? Uh, so they started this whole line that started at issue one, and their whole goal was, you don't need anything, you log in, this is what you watch, this is what yeah. you read. And uh, it's it's great. It's it's so awesome. I've read through this, especially the first several issues, multiple times. It's something that I've used as a reference point in my own writing. Uh, I am I'm a big fan of this series as well. Yeah, Spider-Man being such a beloved character in general pop yeah. culture, this is a really great place to to just experience the character and, and have a good time with it. Shout out to Mark Bagley as well, yeah. the the artist on all of these issues. Yeah. Um, this is one of the longest. It might hold the record still, I but think if not, it does this still. is the longest ongoing like collaboration between a writer and an artist. Um, 
which is just absolutely powerful and insane. And, yeah. and those two created some very, very amazing work. Yeah, it's very good. Um, in terms of where you can find Ultimate Spider-Man, I think the best way to go for this particular story is uh, through the Marvel Unlimited yeah. app that we mentioned earlier. Um, these these issues are being reprinted, mm-hmm. but uh, in terms of trade paperbacks or you know, they're hard to find cheap versions. Yeah. It is difficult. I would say reading the single issues as an ongoing series through Marvel Unlimited is probably the way to go on this one. Um, but I flew through yeah. the first 36 issues. I think I read those 36 in probably three days. If, if it, even. That so was a very quick. fast read. Yeah. So that's my final great, recommendation. Great for recommendation. You. Um, finally, uh, I'm going to end on one that I, I still hold in such high regard. Uh, though it is not my favorite X-Men story, um, I think that it is a great entry point. Um, I am talking about Astonishing X-Men by Joss Whedon with art by uh, John Cassidy. Um, it is a 25-issue book um, that spans across two uh, pretty easy-to-find uh, trade paperback collections or as an Omni or also on the comics, uh, the Marvel Unlimited app. Uh, but this takes place with a an established X-Men team. They are teachers at the school. They are facing threats from a world that fears and hates them. They are dealing with interpersonal drama. And this thing reads like watching a TV show. It is fast. It is funny. Um, it ends each issue, and it feels like you are going to a commercial break before coming back. Um, it is a very connected 25 issues where you do not really need um, any <laughs> prior knowledge besides understanding who the X-Men are. And even then you're, you're pretty, you're pretty good. Um, this is Whedon coming off of his uh, Buffy, the vampire slayer days. Um, and it still feels that way with uh, the X-Men kind of facing off against three different uh, kind of monster of the week type villains that crescendos into a collected epic that um, is, is a space epic right up there with, with the best of star Wars or star Trek um, in so many ways. Uh, so that is one that I have I've given out uh, to a lot of people that are like, I don't know how to start reading X-Men. And as soon as they read this, I, I, I often feel like they're hungry for for more. Among X-Men fans, we should note that hardcore, long reading X-Men fans talk about moments in Astonishing X-Men. Yeah. As some of like the biggest highlights in all of X-Men comics like. I've seen so many different threads on the internet mm. talking about like, what are your all time favorite X-Men moments? And there are at least two that I can think of yeah. in this particular 25 issue story that ex- diehard X-Men fans just like adore. Um, this is really great. This is one of the first things that he recommended that I read when I started reading comics. And it was so fun. It's so fun. And this is, this is one of those two where it's like, once you start reading it, you'll realize you have, you'll have seen this art before. Mm. I feel like this version of Wolverine, this version of Cyclops, um, that's stuff that has been used in Marvel promotional images, on lunchboxes, on cups, on like, like school supplies. Uh, the art is really good in this as well. It makes yeah. it easy to read. It's very consistent. Yeah. So, well, we hope that is helpful. Um, any final thoughts on... We just have been really having a good time reading comics. Um, yeah. Since uh, Cody's been reading comics for a long time, but since he started giving me things to read, um, 
there's been this really cool partnership in, in reading stuff together and talking about stuff and ultimately resulting in this podcast. But yeah. we've just really enjoyed some of these stories. Um, and if you might be interested in reading some of this stuff, you know, talk to us about yeah. it. We hope you do. We hope you check this out. Um, let us know what you're reading. You can follow us on Instagram at Immortal X Friends. Um, and we hope you message us on there or send us an email. Send us an email at immortalxfriends at gmail.com. Um, we would love to, to answer that. Ryland, I've been talking about how we can get maybe maybe a little bit more involved yeah. with our with our community um, and, and post some questions out to you on what you would like to hear uh, podcasts about. Yeah. Summer's coming. Read, yeah. uh, read comics. Read books. comics. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. See ya.